Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. It is Monday, November 21st. Do you know where Charlie Thompson is? If you do, send me an email, nate at goodmorningliberty.us. Well, we're going to do a bit of a recap because I've been gone for, uh, I think last Tuesday was the last live episode. We're putting out great interviews every day, so uh, don't forget about the channel or anything. There's still a new episode coming out every single day of the week whenever I've pre-scheduled it. But yeah, busy week last week, went up to uh, hang out with some family. And then, of course, this week is Thanksgiving week, so it's going to be yet another short week. But we still have interviews coming out. Like you guys, I will be going to hang out with some family for the holidays. So I'm going to go over a couple things that happened while I was gone. I told the live group beforehand, by the way, you can go to joingmail.com, pay as little as six bucks a month so you can hang out in a live group with us every day of the week when we want to. We're extremely serious about the when we want to part. That's a very, very serious part when we want to. We were talking uh, beforehand a lot of stuff happened while I was gone, but I didn't exactly pay too much attention to the news. And I know that there are two really big things happened. There was a shooting in Colorado that we'll be talking about. And uh, from what I can tell, the biggest thing that happened the whole time was that there was some type of a mishap with Taylor Swift's concert tickets. Uh, but we'll be talking about that probably tomorrow because it involves uh, alleged monopolies and antitrust and stuff like that. But I got to do some digging for that. Let's talk about this shooting. As we normally do, we talk about a lot of shootings. Unfortunately, too many of them. Don't like any of them at all. This one's uh, interesting, and I've got a little bit of a different perspective on it than we normally have for shootings. We have done the mass shooting episode so many times, and I'm not saying, well, that's because America allows people to have guns, and we got to go get the guns. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we've done the mass shooting episode. We've done it. We've talked about the deaths and the AR-15s, and you're not going to get the guns, and the, the, the gun control policies aren't going to work, and it's actually the person. It's not the tool. We've, we've done all of that. We can put together a whole, a, a whole five, ten-hour episode for you. Well, let's go through this shooting. Colorado Springs shooting. A suspect faces five counts of murder and hate crimes. Anderson Lee Aldrich, 22, was charged with five counts of murder and five counts of committing a bias-motivated crime causing bodily injury. Authorities on Monday were searching for a motive after the deadly rampage left the community in mourning. So if you if you don't know, there was a, uh, I can't remember the, so Club Q, which is a uh, gay and lesbian nightclub in Colorado. He went in there and shot uh, a lot of people, five of them were killed. Several more are injured. I don't know what the conditions are of all those other people. Listen, that's terrible. We're against death. We're absolutely against death. I don't even have anything funny to say after that. I don't, I don't care what your political views are about anything. Why would you even have a political view about someone's sexual orientation? Anyway, all right, let's, let's all just let people be themselves as long as they're not infringing and take away rights, taking away rights from other people. Uh, this is an absolutely terrible thing. You should be able to go out to a club and have a good time with your friends and not worry about getting shot. 
And when it comes to the hate crimes thing, now listen, there's a lot of people who go to clubs around the country and wind up getting shot because violence tends to happen at bars and clubs a lot. This one, we don't know what the exact motive is yet, or they're being very, very tight-lipped about it. They're probably going to be right about the assumed motive. When I first heard about this, I think I was watching Good Morning America, because my grandma likes to watch that when she wakes up in the morning, and they basically opened right up with, uh, with hate crimes. I mean, this is right when it happened, where we, we knew basically nothing. And this is a hate crime, anti-LGBTQ plus narratives, uh, all, all of this, uh, of course, coming from the right wing. And that is the main talking point right now, that Republicans, people on the right, have stirred people up. This anti-LGBTQ rhetoric is going to lead to more and more of these mass shootings. And they say the motive is still under investigation, which is confusing considering the fact that they already threw the hate crimes charges out there. But they say we need to look at social media. We need to look at the kinds of other information that we're gathering from people who know the individual. Yet again, we have another problem here. In 2021, Aldrich was arrested after his mother reported that he threatened her with a homemade bomb and other weapons, police said, though authorities at the time said no explosives were found. Gun control advocates are asking why police didn't try to trigger Colorado's red flag law, which would have allowed authorities to seize the weapons his mother says he had. There is no public record. The prosecutors charged Aldrich in that case. Now, this is a bit confusing because I'm not trying to support red flag laws. I'm trying to tell you that what these people say they're going to do to prevent crimes is pretty worthless because they don't even do that correctly. You can't rely on the government to uh, prevent things before they happen. If people want to do it, they're going to do it. And even when they give the government the power to take it away or you give families the right to file, to request for these things to be taken away, it's not going to work every single time. And we've seen this time and time again, a very troubled history where people should have taken note where this was an obvious troubled individual. I'm not making any excuses for them. I know nothing about his, uh, about whether or not he had any mental problems at all. I happen to believe that people who carry these things out probably have some type of a, of a mental problem. I think it takes that to be able to do it. But regardless... Couldn't legally get a get a gun, was previously arrested. That's what Costco just said. Um, I haven't seen all the details on the stuff with the gun yet. I looked up a little bit uh, from a couple news organizations beforehand. So I need to dig a little bit more into that. That's not the route that I want to go today, though, with the gun. With the whole gun thing. We've done the gun thing uh, a bunch of times. And uh, I will I will look up, though, to see what the case was. Right now, they're going to go with the anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. So reading on here, drag events have recently been a key focus of anti-LGBTQ rhetoric and protests. Now that first line right there, drag events have been a focus of anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. There is a difference, I just want to point out, between being anti Drag, drag events where you have little kids go to the events and either A, getting up on stage themselves or getting in drag or paying people dollar bills, stuff like that. There is a difference in being anti those events 
and being anti-gay people. Those are different things, completely different things. I am against those events where they are all ages and they're encouraging the sexual sexualizing children at these events. Very much against those when it comes to LGBTQ+. Plus, I don't care. I don't care at all. I'm not pro or anti. Couldn't give two opponents, including politicians, have proposed banning children from attending drag events and have falsely claimed they are used to groom children. Now, this is a USA Today article. And they say that they propose banning children from attending drag, from attending drag events and have falsely claimed they are used to groom children. That is an opinion. They cannot decide what the intention or the motive behind every single drag event and every single person that has thrown them uh, at, all, at all. You can't say that they have falsely claimed that. You, you don't know the intention or the motivation behind every single one of these events. That is, this is a, a news article, not an opinion piece, but they throw falsely. They throw an opinion in there. Club Q is a gay and lesbian nightclub that features drag shows on sun, on Saturdays, according to its website. Their Facebook page said planned entertainment included punk and alternative show preceding a birthday dance party with a Sunday all-ages drag brunch. I'm against that all-ages drag brunch. I think that stuff is gross. But here's the deal. It's gross. Um... Doesn't mean that violence is an answer. And I think everyone, hopefully everyone realizes that. I, I don't understand. That's where I think that there has to be some type of a mental problem. Because if you were to think it through and even accept that violence was an answer sometimes, what does it even achieve? It doesn't achieve anything. It's, what's it going to do? You think that you're going to win people over? You're going to scare people? You're going to go around terrorizing every one of these people? No. That's not the way to do it. If you, if you were actually talking about this as a strategy, let's just open the door to talking about it as a strategy, it would clearly have the opposite effect, as it does in a lot of cases, when you do these uh, targeted things. Now, I'm upset about kids being allowed in these drag shows. And I'm upset about kids... Um, being, let's just say, mutilated or giving puberty blockers. I'm upset that people around the country are okay with this. But I want to get one thing clear here. Anderson Aldrich, if you assume that this is the motive, and I, I, I do think it's, I th it's probably safe to assume that, but let's talk as if this is the motive. Anderson Aldrich is a collectivist. And that's the route I'm going to go with this. How is he a collectivist? Doesn't that mean he's like some kind of communist or something? No. This is collectivism. Here's what he did. I don't know who the people in the bar were, and neither did he. I doubt he knew who any of the people were. I don't think that violence is the right way to achieve any of these goals. And I'm just talking strategy here. I don't think the moral argument uh, matters in this case because it's clearly immoral. So yeah, we, we know that. But here's what he did. He lumped everyone in that place into one group. He assumed that they were all the same. He hated all of them 
indiscriminately because of one characteristic. Once again, we're assuming that the motive is the fact that it was an LGBT uh, other letters bar. He hated all of them indiscriminately because of one characteristic. Uh, Aldrich is a collectivist. He's not an individualist. And it doesn't matter what the flaw rationale is for going and doing this, whether you're upset about the drag shows or whatever it ends up being. It doesn't matter what that is. They were killed by the idea. These people died because of the idea that a single characteristic can place everyone into the same group. That's assuming that he did not know every single person that he was firing a gun at. He saw a characteristic. He applied it to everyone. He was upset about a specific thing. We are assuming the motive right now. He placed everyone in that group. He is a collectivist. Both the left and the right are guilty of collectivism, of not being individualistic, not being individualist. It's not just the left. It's the right also. But it's individualism. It's knowing that every single person is a separate human being that stops this mass shooting from happening and likely a lot of other mass shootings from happening. Whether they were, uh, whether it was a student that was mad and thought no one understood him, everyone was the same, he didn't fit in, they were all part of the same group. Whether it was because it was a grocery store that was uh, predominantly uh, filled with, with black people or whether or not it was a store that was filled with, uh, with Mexicans or whatever it is, it's collectivism. It's not individualism. Individualism stops these things from happening. Not getting the guns, which is impossible. Not using the red flag laws, which never seem to happen before these things take place. Maybe they do, but there's an unseen problem right there. Plus, I can't, I can't say that you should just take guns away from people when they haven't hurt anyone or taken their stuff. You know, now we got the previous crimes on this. I, I already said I don't know all of the other stuff uh, associated with this. I have not paid attention to this entire story. But I'm telling you right now, that's the problem here. That's the problem with a lot of the stuff that's going on at the moment. Whether it's hatred for all the people on the right or for all the people on the left. I can go and hang out with someone, a person that I know, and have a good time and give them a hug and play a game and have fun. And they're wearing a shirt that says protect trans kids. Now, I don't even know what that means. I was talking to a live group beforehand about this, about hanging out uh, with, with this person. Well, I didn't tell you. I don't even know what that means. I know what they probably think it means. And I also know the person that was wearing the shirt. And I actually know that that person's a really good person who cares about people. And I think that, um, they think some things that aren't true. And maybe I've made some assumptions about people who wear a shirt like that, that aren't true. I'll just say that, but I can't look at a person wearing that shirt and uh, decide that they're just like everyone else that I've seen on Twitter or whatever. The collectivism is the problem. Each person is an individual with their own lives that they've lived with their own rights, their own experiences. 
And they're not all the same. None of us are the same at all. So think about that for a second. Now, let's let's get on to what some of the people have been saying. Nancy Pelosi talking about the Transgender Day of Remembrance. They're mourning the countless Americans stolen by the scourge of transphobic violence, a crisis that continues to disproportionately harm trans people of color. Group by group by group, grouping people into groups that are groups. Horrified by such shameless bigotry, House Democrats are proud to march alongside our trans friends, neighbors, and siblings as we work to uphold justice for all. That's why we've enacted fully inclusive federal hate crime protections and twice have passed the Equality Act. Hate crimes. This person... Uh, I don't think that they were very deterred by the fact that they're going to get some extra federal penalties on top of their first-degree murder charges. It's just made to make Nancy Pelosi and the other people who vote for it look better. That's all it is. Let's stop letting these politicians take moral high grounds for things that don't matter. Together, we will continue forging a safer, more just America, one where all of its people can freely and proudly exercise their right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's great. Nancy, that's great. Very happy to hear, by the way, she will not be trying to uh, run run the show anymore. Getting too old. That's what it is. Uh, AOC says, that's not what she said, by the way. AOC says, after Trump elevated anti-immigrant and anti-Latino rhetoric. Latino? I thought there was an X at the end of that word. We had the deadliest anti-Latino shooting in modern history. After anti-Asian hate with COVID, we had Atlanta, Tree of Life, uh, then we have Buffalo, and now after anti-LGBT plus campaign, Colorado Springs. Connect the dots, GOP. Now it's, so it's all of the right-wing hatred that has led to all of these things. What about what she's doing right now? I'm not going to go into all of the stuff that the people on the left, we talk about the Bernie Sanders supporter shooting up everything. We all know all that. What she's doing right now is spreading more hatred. Someone break the cycle if that's actually the problem. It's completely fine for people like her to, she could send this and then her very next tweet could be wealthy people are literally killing people on a daily basis every single time a wealthy person makes a dollar, a poor person dies, and an angel loses its wings. These people must be stopped. No more wealthy people. We need to wipe them out of existence. And then she could tweet that. Someone could go kill uh, uh, a uh, train full of rich people or something like that, and then eh, she wouldn't say anything about it. It's not rhetoric. That's not her problem at all. Lauren Bobert said the news out of Colorado Springs is absolutely awful. She had a good statement about it. And of course, AOC said that this is partly Lauren Boebert's fault, playing a major role in elevating anti-LGBT plus hate rhetoric. Once again, here's an important part. Being upset about these drag shows where kids are allowed to go and then the kids can also do drag or the kids are putting dollar bills in places, stuff like that. That is different from anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric, although I don't think Lauren Bobert 
has separated those things out. And then, of course, it's because she's blocked common sense gun safety laws. And from what I can tell, common sense gun safety laws would have stopped this shooting from happening, right? Is that what, is that what we found out about this particular shooting? Let's see. We'll dig into that. Robert Reich says, welcome to America where pro-life Republicans spout hateful rhetoric and advanced legislation that leads to senseless acts of violence against the LGBTQ community. It doesn't have to be this way. What you just said is hateful rhetoric, Robert. And if anything bad ever happens to a Republican, I'm going to blame it on you. And then the icing on the cake with this scenario, Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot. And that's not hateful, by the way. I love that movie. Beetlejuice, it's a great movie. Used to be one of my favorites. And I heard they're making another one. I don't mean anything negative about Lori Beetlejuice Lightfoot when I say that. Lori says, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> How many people need to be murdered? How many lives torn apart until it actually stops? We don't have to live like this. And we don't have to die like this. Okay, clearly she is the mayor of Chicago. Fill in the blank after, uh, after that. She's literally the mayor of Chicago. People tore her apart on this. Uh, I could pull this up. Last weekend, 17 people shot, three people killed, including two teens, one of those being a 15-year-old in Chicago. You see, when it's spread out over a city like this, no one freaks out, you know? It's, uh, I always go back. I always go back to the the part where the Joker is talking in the in the Dark Knight, and uh, you know if everything's going according to plan, no one freaks out. But then when something that's not according to plan happens, everyone everyone loses their minds. Well, teens and kids, really young people, dozens of people getting shot in Chicago every single weekend with multiple people dying. That's all part of the plan. That's fine. Okay. Totally fine. Well, here's another one. A couple weekends ago, 32 people shot and five people killed in Chicago in weekend violence. And this person is out here saying that she's sick of this shit. How many people need to be murdered? How many lives torn apart until it stops? And maybe she's talking about getting guns. I'm not even going to entertain that terrible, terrible argument anymore. Um, we have the moral high ground when it comes to this. You've got the right to protect yourself. I've got the right to protect myself. No one has the right to take that away from you. If they want to take that away from you, they're going to have to beat you with firepower. That's the only way that's going to happen. All right. And good luck because I'm going to go to my brother's house and it ain't going to happen. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what. Okay. It ain't possible. Some of you guys in the live group saw why. All right. That ain't going to happen. We've got the moral high ground on this. Not to mention, we've got the logical high ground on this. Five, six hundred million guns out there in the U.S. It ain't gonna happen. They can't take the guns. So let them, let them just keep talking about taking the guns if that makes them feel good. It's not gonna work. And actually, since I know it's not gonna work, I'm not even gonna worry about it because it's totally pointless. I still got the right to have a gun, whether they say that they're gonna protect it or not. I'm over this. Over it. I ain't having none of this. Speaking of. And being really worried about the LGBTQ plus uh, community, which I think is uh, honestly ridiculous to have that strong of an opinion on the matter. But I'm I'm just an individualist here, and I, I just don't care about 
uh, what each individual person does in their daily lives. When it comes to the kids, there's a different scenario right there. When it comes to people in their own daily lives, I don't care. I saw this from the New York Times. You know, this whole uh, World Cup thing is going on right now. Some people watch soccer. I don't, I don't watch it or football or whatever it is they call it these days. Not sure. We call it soccer. All right. So here in America, it's soccer. Okay. Here's the deal. They were, it's in, it's in what you might call Qatar or Qatar. I've heard it pronounced multiple ways. Well, these teams, they were going to wear their rainbow armbands because in Qatar, uh, they still, it's still illegal to be homosexual. All right. You can go to prison. You pay fines. They even talk about death, but that's not that's not something that actually enforced up to that point. And I'm sure there's tons of hate crimes that occur when you have a country where it's actually illegal to be homosexual. All right. Well, they're going to wear their rainbow bracelets, whatever it was, to play in this World Cup. Everyone showing how much they care about uh, people being hateful towards gays and what have you. Turns out they're not going to anymore because they might have gotten in trouble. So, <laughs> bowing to FIFA, seven teams asked their captains not to wear the One Love armbands from the New York Times. The armbands, which feature the heart and rainbow colors similar to more widely known pride flag, were designed to show support for minority groups amid ongoing concerns about the treatment of LGBTQ people in Qatar, where homosexuality is a crime. A group of European soccer federations had joined forces and planned to defy the strict uniform rules of FIFA, World Soccer's governing body, and wear them anyway. On Monday morning, however, the team said that FIFA's threats of discipline now made that impossible. Tense discussions over the weekend, the teams have appeared willing to accept a fine, but by Monday, they face a new dilemma. According to the statement released, FIFA has now threatened to issue a yellow card to any player who takes the field wearing an unsanctioned armband. Starting the game on a yellow card puts the player at risk. If they were to receive a second yellow during the match, it could result in an ejection. They can compete with one, but two, that gets you a red card, an immediate dismissal and suspension for the next game. So just to sum all this up, they're super, super worried about this hatred um, around the world Kind of, kind of, not enough for it to really inconvenience them, these seven teams. And listen, I'm not saying that they should have worn the bands and went out there with a yellow card or anything. All right. That's not what I'm saying they should do. What I am saying is that they don't need to go out there talking like this is the most important problem in the world that they got to solve and go out there all virtuous like. And then when it comes down to actually putting your soccer feet where your mouths are, you just decide, ah, oh, no, okay, well, that would actually suck, wouldn't it? That would make it, that would, that would make this uh, harder on us. And we just wanted to talk about how much we cared. We didn't actually want to have to take a risk, you know, or mess up any of our potential careers or our lives. I just was wanting to talk about how much I cared about people. Okay. Oh man. Okay. Now let's get on to something else. Donald J Trump 
is on Twitter. Uh, by the way, I did see no beer, no beer sales in the stadiums. What's up with that? Can someone tell me why? Is that, is that just like a country rule reasons? Okay, I see that. I didn't know if they got their specific reasons. I wouldn't be happy at all. Plus, I bet the games are way more boring to watch because the crazy crowd uh, is what actually makes those games enter entertaining to me. So I guess maybe they just don't want any fights, anything like that. They want people to go out and riot afterwards. Maybe that could be it. Not sure. Donald Trump is back on Twitter, or at least his Twitter account has been reinstated. And I'll tell you what. It's been fun and concerning watching people, various individuals on the left, lose their minds over the last few days. I mean, they are really, truly losing it. Like it's the end, like the end of the world. I even heard Twitter was going to go down. It was just going to be gone because, you know, like 70% of the people got fired. They're gone. Half of them got fired. Rest of them quit. It seems to still be working. I'm not sure. So maybe those people weren't super necessary. I don't know. Well, Trump's back. I think that's a good thing. But I hate the way that Elon Musk did this. And as someone who typically talks well about Elon Musk, I've got a bone to pick with you, Elon. Okay. Now, first off, the account is back up. Trump owns Truth Social, or part owner, or however that works, owns Truth Social. Months ago, Trump said that he was not going to come back on Twitter, even if they reopened his account. What I think will happen is this will be an account for generic campaign posts. Donate here, uh, press release here, something like that. But your actual Donald Trump feed in all caps is going to be from Truth Social. That's what I think is going to happen. Costco, totally right about that point right there. We're going to get into that. Here's what I hate about what Elon Musk did. Now, I'm sure he already planned on reinstating Trump. Just like when he did a poll about whether or not he should uh, sell, I can't remember what it was. What was it? He did the poll and it had to do with selling shares at Tesla, or maybe it had something to do with buying Twitter. He already had plans of doing that, whichever one it was. He just does this Twitter poll. And it probably got a little bit closer than what he thought it was going to. He says, reinstate former President Trump. The yes votes have it at 51.8%. The no's are at 48.2%. Over 15 million people voted in this poll. He then posts on here, Vox Populi Vox Day, uh, which means the voice of the people is the voice of God or something like that. We'll talk more about that later. I do not like the fact that he used a poll, even if you already planned on doing it. I don't like the idea that that lays out. I don't like the idea that Trump, whether or not he could use Twitter, was just going to be based on the random whims of the people and the bots that were on Twitter voting in this poll. Either Elon Musk thinks that Trump should be on Twitter because that's a perfectly reasonable position, or he doesn't. But basing it on a Democratic vote 
to me is a bit ridiculous and is a little bit of a cop-out for a guy who said that he was a big supporter of free, of free speech. I don't think that Trump incited an insurrection. I think he used r- political rhetoric, just like everyone else does, all the other people that we've talked about. And I think uh, that something really stupid happened on January 6th. All right. And now, like what Costco said, all of a sudden we're just going to vote on people's rights. One person he's not going to allow a vote on, though, is Alex Jones. We'll get to that here in just a second. AOC, she makes it in here again. She says, I don't know, man. The last time he was on here, uh, this platform was used to incite an erection. Multiple people died. The vice president of the United States was nearly assassinated. And hundreds were injured but I guess that's not enough for you to answer the question. Twitter poll, it is. And of course, my response was, what's wrong, AOC? You don't like democracy? This is democracy right here. You got the people voting. We're not going to have a leader make this decision. We're just going to have everyone vote. Just thumbs up, thumbs down. Does this person have rights or not? Do they get to speak like everyone else on this platform or not? We're just going to throw it up to a democratic vote. Now, for someone who's a literal democratic socialist, I would think you'd say, well, Twitter poll. It is like excited. Twitter poll. Twitter poll. It is excited. Not Twitter poll. It is, but I understand. I understand why she doesn't like the Twitter poll. I do. And that's because maybe Elon Musk has some fake followers. Now, I don't know if this is real or not, but I saw a lot of people throwing around that Elon Musk has a lot of fake followers. I doubt this is completely real. And I understand AOC's concerns with this whole idea because Twitter has not yet verified all of the voter rolls. And we do not have voter ID for all the people that were allowed to participate in that poll. So I get why she wouldn't want to go with the outcome of that Democratic vote. I do. She wants to shore up the elections. She wants to make sure that when this percentage, when the tally is done, that these are real people and real users that were throwing out what their ideas were. I agree with you, AOC. That is a problem that needs to be solved. I don't know if she actually agrees with that. And now we get this uh, Vox Populi Vox Day. I don't know about what this person says. They end up throwing out the entire quote. Apparently, what this person says is Elon Musk only took the, a, a part of the quote out of context. And what they're saying is uh, the voice of the people is the voice of God. And this person says the entire quote is, do not listen to those who say the voice of the people is the voice of God, since the tumult, the tumult of the crowd is always close to madness. Now, I agree with that statement. The problem is this person got 42,000 retweets because they said Elon Musk took this quote out of context. This quote says, don't listen to people who say this. So clearly there's people who say that, which could just be what he was quoting. Anyway, do not listen to those who say the voice of the people is the voice of God because the crowd is mad. Madness of crowds. That is correct. That is why we should not have a straight up majoritarian democracy where we have a majority takes all vote on every single thing because the crowd is batshit crazy. The crowd is based on 
Fear, the crowd, is based on emotions. It's just the truth. Your rights are not up for a majority vote. You got rights or you don't. And I know that this is Twitter. And so your rights go as far as the owner of that platform will allow you to have. So this is not our society here. If we're talking about society, your rights are not up for a popular vote. All right. You've got them. You were born with them. The only question is whether or not your government is going to protect those rights or if they're going to flat out take them away from you. That's the only question. Now we get to Alex Jones. We throw out the popular vote, you know, for Donald Trump. When it comes to Alex Jones, here's part of the reasoning for why Elon Musk just says flat out no to Alex Jones. He says, my firstborn child died in my arms. I felt his last heartbeat. I have no mercy for anyone who would use the deaths of children for gain, politics, or fame. Now, that's a rough statement there at the end because a lot of people in politics use the deaths of children for their own gain. And it's a pretty common thing, actually. Uh, but he's, listen, he's emotional about this. I also don't think that's his only reason. I think he just sees that there was a $1.4 billion in judgment against Alex Jones. And the last thing he wants is for Twitter to be caught up, this private company Twitter, to be caught up in whatever the next Alex Jones lawsuit's going to be in the future. Because he's worried that whatever the 230 protections are, uh, that it's not going to hold up and the whole company's going to get taken away. Okay, I think he's making a business decision here. And I think he knows that all these people that want to uh, that, that want to investigate him and investigate Twitter and all that, that Alex Jones is just going to make his life a whole lot harder. Let's just be honest. But Kim.com, blue check mark, which means this person has at least $8 for this month, says, I can't imagine how I would survive if that would happen to any of my children. I feel for you, Elon. I agree that Alex hurt the Sandy Hook parents. That's a stain of shame for the rest of his life. But Biden killed a family with seven kids in a drone strike, and he's still on Twitter. Boom. That is the, that's the best tweet I've seen in a bit. All right. Biden killed a family of seven kids with a drone strike, and he's still on Twitter. You know what? Obama's still on Twitter. Bush is still on Twitter. All of these people kill kids, literally. Alex Jones didn't kill any kids. He just talked about how the death of the kids uh, was fake. You got people who literally kill kids. You got ISIS on there. You got, you know, you got the Taliban on there. You got all these politicians out there. Mm-mm. All right. Just reinstated Trump. Yeah, thank you. I forgot to mention Trump. I forgot that's not who we were talking about right now. We're talking about Alex Jones. Trump um, killed kids, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, plenty of drone bombs. We bombed a lot of people. That's that's fine. That's another problem. That's the acceptable form of killing people is when your government, your government decided that to, to keep you safe, uh, they were going to bomb villages all around the world. And you got George Bush on there. You got all the people involved in that administration that have Twitter accounts who literally light us into a war where hundreds of thousands, if not millions of innocent people ended up dying because of it. They're still on Twitter. And you're telling me that I can't see a tweet from Alex Jones talking about gay frogs or whatever. Come on. That's not free speech. It's not. 
not free speech. So those were the things that concerned me the most while I was gone, by the way. The shooting, clearly. Now we're going to talk about this, uh, whether or not Ticketmaster is a monopoly tomorrow and whatever else happens. But I am disappointed with Elon Musk's free speech absolutism because he said he was a free speech absolutist. Now I know now he is running a business and that is different, but you know, we already knew that he had some flaws because he still thinks that we should have a UBI. Okay. And that's a ridiculous idea. Clearly the guy's not as smart as all of you listen to this show right now. So you got to tell a friend, tell a family, tell the children that they need to listen to good morning. Liberty Every single day of the week when they want to, Charlie is not here. And I appreciate everyone who was listening. Charlie will be back. This show is not changing to Nate only. Charlie's getting a bit of a grace period because of things which we will talk about. Has nothing to do with Charlie and I's friendship. I've already talked to him for about an hour today. And talked to him the whole time that I was gone as well. He's not even gone this week because of the same reason that he's been gone. It's something totally different. It has to do with the fact that he has a kid and it's a holiday week and it's his week with the kid. That's why he's not here right now. But anyway, he's going to be back. All right. Everything's fine. I promise. Heck, we're even getting a few new things for our studio today. We're moving forward with this whole deal and we want y'all to be a part of it. Go to joingmail.com. And by the way, I got a Substack that we just started. I'm going to get away from the website a little bit. Started writing a little bit on Substack. I'm putting out some test pieces right now. I'm not even sending them out that much. But if you want to go find our Substack, the link is in the show notes. And as I write things, you can throw in some critiques so I can get better because I'm rusty on the writing. But I think it's time. I think it's time to start going again. Thank you for hanging out. I will talk to you tomorrow. We got a lot of great interviews getting released this week. Do all that stuff that I just said earlier, whatever it was. If you do all that, I'll be right back here again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.